that's going to be done pretty soon. So thank you guys so much for all your great giving. Um, Luke 6.38, be constantly giving and it will be continued being given to you, a beautiful, fine, and ideal measure, one having been pressed and squeezed down, having been shaken back and forth and continued to be caused to crush out and spill over, repeatedly made to overflow. Will there be progressively giving in this your bosom? You see, the same measure with which you normally measure out will continually be used to measure in return to you. For your folks, thank you for your faithful and to your support the work of the gospel with this, your generous giving. Wednesday, uh, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., quilting group is meeting here at the church. Anyone is welcome to come for part or all of this time frame. 12 noon, there will be a lunch and fellowship available for you. 1 o'clock, Bible study with Grandma Joyce, Pomp, and Vitus Coffin at the church house. Sunday, September 2nd, prayer of blessing over backpacks will be here. We will be praying as a church family for God's blessing, favor, and protection for those beginning another school year. We really need to do this over our kids because they get a lot of attacks at our uh, schools when our uh, faith is not held up there. September 8th, a four-week Bible study led by Pastor Dean on the book of James uh, will be starting. Um, let's do a, a word of prayer for the offering today. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that you own everything, Lord. We just pray over this offering of yours and may it be blessed. Uh, give us faith in your understanding and your love on this area, Lord. In your holy name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. So, Pastor Steve has not forgotten us. I got a note from him here. God's anointing is upon you, Dean. Steve. <laughs> so, let's receive that today. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is so good. And today I want to uh, get back to some fundamental things in our growth with the Lord and in really coming to God and getting to know him. There are three things that really help us in uh, laying that foundation with him that's really strong. And God is who he says he is. He will do what he says he will do. So we need to, get, need to get, really get to know God and then have confidence that what he has said he will accomplish. Amen. I am who God says I am. I can do what God tells me to do. Amen. God has what he says he has. I have what God says I have. Amen. So if we get this, that standing with him as a foundation, it builds us up with confidence when we understand the heart of the kingdom. And so today we're doing a little bit of a 
interactive message. And so you have a part. <laughs> so I want you to speak out loudly. We're going to be saying some things, making some confessions, and I really encourage, I want you to join in and raise your voice and declare some things that God says about who we are in Christ. In Philemon 1.6, I'd like to start here. Philemon 1.6. And uh, Joan is going to help me read some scriptures today. Participation. There we go. <laughs> that the participation and in share, sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours in Christ Jesus. Amen. And in our identification with Christ Jesus and unto his glory. Praise God. And so this is one of the great things about fellowship and being involved with a local church we catch an understanding of all the good things that, is, that, that are ours in Christ, and then we fellowship that with one another. We fellowship the life of the revelation that God has brought me of, of what he has done for us as his people. And as we share that back and forth, it builds us up and we grow up higher and higher in him. There's something about our expressing what is real in our heart about how, God, how great God's love is, how perfect his ways toward us that encourage one another. And we need to be doing that more and more. I remember back in the 80s, John Osteen wrote a little book, The Confessions of a Baptist Minister. <laughs> and he said, that sounds a little bit racy, but it was really his confessions of the word of God and what he said about God. And he would make declarations before the Lord. And he had a couple of times when he was in the hospital and facing very serious heart issues. And one time I remember him saying that the, the doctor came in and gave him his report. And John told him, well, I've got another opinion here. And he held up his Bible. <laughs> And he said, and he never had the surgery, hallelujah. And so God, God is faithful. And you know, God's kingdom is built in such a way that he wants us to participate. Everything is, is built for our participation. He, he could have done everything by his angelic power. He could have done everything just by moving by his glory. But he has chosen us to be participants. Amen. We have to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. We believe the Holy Spirit brings that faith into our heart. We confess him as Lord. And then we enter into the experience of salvation. Hallelujah. We actively make him. We surrender our life to him. And so today we want to just go through some simple things about our identification with Jesus and then make a simple confession. And I'd like to have you speak loud enough where the person next to you might be able to hear you if they weren't talking to. <laughs> Amen. 
So let's begin here. Oh, I, I'm going to read that. Let's, let's read that. Why don't you read that? Can you read that, John? Yeah, I forgot John, Lake, or John Osteen's okay. statement here. The miracle is in your mouth. Dare to speak those promises out loud. Say them to yourself. Say them to the devil. Say them to sickness. Say them to your mountain of trouble. Confess them in the face of all contrary evidence. Say them while pain is there. Say them while you are so sick you can, barely, you can hardly think. God is smiling down on you. He delights for you to put him in remembrance of his word. The Lord will surely make his promises come true in your life. When you say and confess his word, he brings the miracle to pass. John Amen. Osteen. And you know, if we're, if we're walking with God and we're in the spirit, we're declaring in fellowship with him, in union with him, that this is what God is desiring to bring about in my experience. And there's a lot of enemies that would try to attack our experience, but we have the right to walk with God, and so we declare these things. It's just not me declaring them, trying to make them happen, declaring them out of my mind, but it's a, it's a, it's a declaration of union with his heart and trust and faith in him. So it's a person-to-person -person connection. Amen. So let's start with Hebrews 10 and verse 14. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Wow. What a powerful statement. By one offering he has perfected for all time. He has completed for all time. There's nothing less left for us to do to stand in a holy place, a righteous place before the Father. We are made perfect forever. And then it says that from that time he sat down waiting for his enemies. He made a footstool for his feet. That's how confident he is in the perfect sacrifice that he has offered up for us. He sat down, he waited for the church to be brought into living anointing because we have been brought into perfect union with the Father and his spirit is living within us. And, and the enemies of Jesus are going to be made a footstool for his feet through the work of the church, through the proclamation of the gospel, for the showing forth of his love. And the kingdom, you know, there's some things he wants to do in the world, but the kingdom is within us, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So let's make this confession today. Because of Jesus, I am perfect forever in my Father's eyes. So let's try it one more time. Because, because of, of Jesus, Jesus I, am I am perfect, perfect forever, forever in my Father's eyes. That's who you are. That's how God sees you. We're being made holy. Our life is going from glory to glory, more and more being set apart for him. But the sacrifice of Jesus has made us perfect forever. And that's where my focus is. Hallelujah. And that's how God sees me. One more time. Because of Jesus, I am perfect forever in my Father's eyes. Just that little statement 
brings confidence into my heart to stand before him. Second Corinthians 5.21 He made him who knew no sin to be sin in our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. He took on our unrighteousness that we might become his righteousness. We are in Christ and we take on his righteousness, his righteous standing before the Father. It's not who I am in myself, it's who I am because I believe in Jesus. So he doesn't just impute to us righteousness, I love this, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Powerful verse. Let's confess. I have the right standing that Jesus has before God. One more time. I have the right standing that Jesus has before God. And he would say things like, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. You always hear me. We can have that confidence because he has welcomed us into his standing and into his life. Hebrews 10, 17. And their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Wow. Isn't that a marvelous thing? We look over our history, our past, our life, uh, and all those things that are of rebellion that have been there from childhood. And God says, I'll remember them no more. We're washed, we're clean. God doesn't see stain upon us. The blood of Jesus is so perfect that we stand before him, you know, just as if there was never anything wrong. How is that possible? The power of the blood of Jesus. I remember we, I was raised in a Presbyterian church and we went through our confirmation or I don't think they called it confirmation. I think they had another word for it because we didn't practice infant baptism. But anyway, uh, I think it was like membership classes or something, but I remember the pastor saying, he prayed for us and he said, I pray that they will use uh, God's grace abundantly. <laughs> Talking about you know, forgiveness and things. And I thought, well, I hope I don't have to. <laughs> that I've had to. <laughs> you know, we look over our life and none of us are perfect. All of us have missed the mark. All of us have had failure. But we're clean because of Jesus. We're clean. We're washed. We can stand before him without any condemnation. That's an amazing thing. Let's declare it. All my past failures are washed away 
and I am clean in his presence. All of my past failures. Just think back. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I am clean in his presence. First John 5, 4, for whatever is born of God and overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. If we're not a whoever, we must be at least be a whatever. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's the power of the new life within you. When you come to Jesus and that new life is birthed within you, you are a world overcomer. You don't have to look out at all the other world overcomers and say, maybe someday, right now, through faith in Jesus Christ, you are a world overcomer. We overcome the flesh. We overcome the devil. We overcome the pride of life. We overcome all the issues that would try to attack our soul. We overcome all the circumstances, the negative circumstances that would be arrayed against us to pull us down. We overcome and we stand before him. And so when Jesus said to him who overcomes in the book of Revelation, over and over again. To him who overcomes, to every church, there's a call to overcome. Well, this is the way we overcome. Through faith in the person of Jesus Christ. And as a basis of that faith, all the promises of God come alive to us. Let's confess. I am born of God and I overcome all that is in the world. Let's say it like we mean it. I am born of God and I overcome all that is in the world. Wow. The devil comes and he hits us his hardest blow and we just overcome. We overcome through faith, trust, passion, love, for God. Amen. Romans 8:32 He who did not withhold or spare even his own son but gave him up for us all will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? This is where I am in God's economy. Graciously, freely, lavishly, joyously gives me all other things. Along with Jesus, if I've accepted his greatest offering, the life of his son, along with him, he will graciously give me all other things. This is how liberal my father is. 
This is how loving he is, how open he is. God wants us to know his heart for us. He wants us to know the standing we have before him because of Jesus. We come to him in Jesus, and when we receive Jesus Christ, his heart is totally open to grant us all other things. Hallelujah. Let's declare it. Because I have given my life to Jesus, the Father freely and graciously gives me all other things for life. Do you believe that today? Freely and graciously. Freely and graciously. They're coming down from the Father of heavy lights with, with whom there is no variation, no shadow of turning. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never varies in his desire to bring good things to his people and to pour them out. Oh, let's just say, thank you, Lord, I believe. Thank you, Lord, I believe. Thank you, Lord, I receive. Second Corinthians 3.18. And all of us as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured in his very own image, in ever-increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We all, and all of us. This is, you know, the, the ways of the kingdom, the ways of Jesus Christ, these spiritual realities work for all of us. There's not a few, all of us. He, before he's talking about the veil of the Old Testament, it was taken away when Jesus died, it was torn. And now his body is the veil. We pass through him, we live through him in the glory of God. And as we behold him, we are constantly being transfigured into his very own image. His very own image. That's what's being developed within us. I can love like Jesus loves. I can have mercy like Jesus has mercy. I can move with the Spirit as he showed me, as he paved the way for me to do. I can fulfill the Father's destiny for my life even as he had finished the work. Amen. From one glory to another. That's hope, isn't it? I'm going on from glory to glory in my relationship with God and then also because of that in my relationship in the body of Christ. Let's confess this. I am being transformed into the very image of Jesus from day to day as I gaze into his living word. Wow. We gaze into the living word. And so the Bible is, is not meant to be just a textbook for me to apply. But it's the living word. 
where Jesus himself, the Holy Spirit, is right there when I read for the Holy Spirit to make it alive in my heart. It's just not a mental application. It's alive. It's a living word. When we hear the preaching of the word of God, it's a living word because the Holy Spirit is there. The Bible says we're born again by the living and enduring word of God. And this is the word that was preached to you. There's power in the proclamation of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is there, is here to, re, to witness it to our heart, to make it real, to make it alive. Amen. Every day, this, is, this transformation is taking place. First Corinthians 10, 13, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come out, come through it. In Hebrews 2, 18, for because he himself in his humanity has suffered in being tempted, tested, and tried, he is able immediately to run to the cry of and assist, relieve those who are being tempted and tested and tried and who therefore are being exposed to suffering. Amen. I love this. He is able, the Amplified, immediately to run. He's not apart from us. He's not far off. He's so aware of our life. He's so aware of the areas of maybe that we're weak in. He's so aware of it as we live in before him. His passion and his goodness and his mercy is there for us. He's run, there to run to our aid. And he says, with every trial that comes your way, I'm giving you the grace to stand up under it. Sometimes we just want to be delivered from it, but Jesus says here that we can stand up under it. And there'll come a time when it'll be totally removed out of our way, but we can stand in a manner that's pleasing to God. I was down in pastor's conference in the 80s in Tulsa and it was one of the big AG churches there and I got to be pretty good friends with the pastor there. <clears throat> he was a pastor but he was also in the prophetic ministry and he was having meetings that were meant to bring the prophetic back into the Assemblies of God denomination. And so Bob Jones was there and I had never heard of him before, but he was there. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, at one of, the, one of the day sessions, he had all the pastors come up, he and another prophet that were there, and they were going to pray for us individually. And so he did, and reached up my hands like this, and he put his hands you know, on mine, and he had been hit by lightning five times, and that was his, <laughs> and meant a lot to him. You know, he didn't really tell us what all, but, but, and I remember as I held my hands up like this and he put his fingers on mine, his fingers began to twitch and, 
But God had told him that the fivefold ministry is in one hand and then another aspect of God's gifts are in another. And, and he could tell where you were in the body, what your calling was. And he was watching his fingers twitch and he said, oh yeah, wow. You know, and he never told me what was going on. So I'm like, <laughs> but anyway, he, he was talking about and he and the team that was with him, they, were, they just made a comment on, on uh, being consistent, being patient. And, and I asked, asked him a question, well, you know, does, about is there peace in patience? <laughs> I mean, rather than just going through things. And one of the guys that was there was uh, from... Uh, he administered a lot in Mexico, and he said one of the things in, in, that, in one of the languages there was that, you know, patience, it has peace associated right in the word. And praise God. We go through these things, we just don't endure it and wait for it to be over. He gives us the grace to stand up under it, to bear it, and it's not pleasant. Like he says here, it's suffering sometimes. But yet, there's a peace, there's a patience in their inner man that comes. And then, as, as Peter said, at the right time, he will come by his power and lift us out from it. He'll make us free, strong, and steadfast. Isn't it good to be free? Never give up the struggle against your flesh. Jesus will cause you to overcome. Let's confess this. When I am tempted, Jesus immediately comes to my aid. He is close to my side, and he will never allow me to face things that are too hard for me, but always make a way for me to overcome. If we fail, he doesn't give up on us. He's right there, he's right there, he's right there. He makes us overcome. Amen. Let's jump down to Colossians 3. Do a couple more verses here. Colossians 3 and verse 3. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. This verse being brought strongly into my spirit in 1974, 75, it became just kind of a, a badge on my life for my awareness. You have died and your life, your real life, is now hidden with Christ in God. And not only does Christ give us life, he is our life. Let's just take a moment and allow that to sink in. Not only does Jesus give me life, he is my life. I have died and now he is alive in me by faith. So let's make that confession. My old man has died with him. 
and my new real life is now hidden with Christ in God. Jesus not only gives me life, he is my life. Wow. You see how when we make these kind of declarations, we're acknowledging the heart of God. We're acknowledging the goodness of God. I'm putting myself in union with him. In fellowship, it builds up my spirit. It builds up my faith. Romans 8, 38, and let's read this all together, this verse. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, unthinkable or, un, or thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Amen. Nothing, let's just say it, nothing. I'm always under his love. I'm always in his love. Hallelujah. Let's just have a word of prayer. Father, I thank you that these truths are basic, but they're eternal. They're the reality of our life with you. They're the reality of our stand with you. As we walk it out, Lord, your grace and your goodness flows through us. And you're causing, enabling us to make disciples that will shine through eternity, giving glory, Lord God, giving glory to you. And what, what a day that will be, Lord, when we stand before you together with all those that we've connected with and just saw that perfect work that you have brought about by your spirit through your people. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. If you're having some infirmity in your body this morning, and earlier I just saw something with the foot, if you have any kind of issues going on with your feet, right now let's just pray about it. Father God, I thank you that your spirit is here. You care about every part of our body. In Jesus' name, feet be 100% clear. Ankles be strong. In Jesus' name, Thank you, Lord, now for your healing power. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Lord, bless you today. Good to see you. This is how we say a prayer for Glenda. She went home.